Hi, and welcome to the Shoot from the Heart podcast with me, Diane Bell. If you want to write a script, make a movie, or quite simply live an abundant and creatively fulfilled life, you are in the right place. Each week, I'll share with you tips, techniques, and real-world information that will inspire and empower you on your path. Thank you so much for joining me. I am rooting for you all the way. Let's do this. Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome to episode 76 of the Shoot from the Heart podcast. How are you today? I hope you are doing so well. I am doing great. So my sons have gone back to school. You have no idea. I think this is the longest summer ever. We broke up from school at the end of May in Denver, Colorado, Since then, we have packed up our house in Denver and sold it, and we came to Scotland and spent six weeks there staying with my parents, and then we came here to Spain and have been living in a little Airbnb. It has been a long summer, and a long summer without our roots, without our things, without our home, and it's felt long. (laughs) So I'm thrilled that my children have started school, and they are loving it, and they're so happy, and Mama is happy too. It means I also have more time for doing things like this. I'm so happy to be here with you today. All right. So the thing that I want to talk to you about today is committing to the one. And I came up with that title because I was thinking what I want to talk about is this need for us on the path as screenwriters or filmmakers, or indeed anything that we do, any kind of creative, to commit to one project and to see it all the way through to fruition if we're going to have success. And many of us have this problem that when we are starting out, we have multiple ideas. It's like, I have this amazing idea. I have that amazing idea. I have this amazing idea. And which one should I do? And we sort of jump around them all, but we never really commit to any of them and we never get anything finished. Another thing that I hear about a lot too, is that we have one idea we start working on it. We're super duper excited about it, but suddenly Within a very short time, a new idea comes along and it's like, but wait, that idea is really good. I think it's a better idea than the idea I'm working on. Hmm. And then wait, there's another idea. What is going on? There are so many great ideas around here. And so what started out as excitement with your original idea becomes, I don't know if this is the right idea. Maybe it's one of these other ideas. So I want to discuss this problem and give you some clarity about it so that you will understand, first of all, the hallmarks of a good idea (laughs) and hopefully get some tips on how to commit and what commitment means and why we need to commit at times, but also the different kinds of paths that different creatives take because we are not all the same. And that is something that I have learned through teaching hundreds, if not thousands of screenwriters at this point, we are all different in our creative paths and in what works for us. So I am never going to tell you that there's just one way to do this or one way to be in this. The first thing that I would say about this issue, if you're one of these people that, you know, you're in this situation going, which project should I commit to? The very first thing that I always say on this is, which one do you feel most excited about? Which is the idea that lights you up? Not which idea do I think I could sell the easiest? Not which idea do I think would be the most popular with audiences? Not which idea do I think is the most commercial? None of that. None of that matters. What matters most is what idea do I feel 
personally most excited about? If one of these ideas just like, oh, which one makes me just feel all the feelings in my body? That always, I would say to you, is the one to pursue. If we pursue an idea just because we think it's the smart thing to do, because it's what our agent tells us to do, because it's what the audiences seem to like, this is not the one to follow. We've got to trust our instincts. We've got to trust our hearts. We've got to trust our own excitement about it because that's where you're going to do your best work, period. So I would always say that. Now, sometimes people say to me, but Diane, I have two that I love equally. Sometimes even people say to me, but I have three. (laughs) I'm trying to think if anyone's ever said I have four. Possibly, probably. I'm sure they have. So some people absolutely insist that all of them light me up just as much as each other. And in this situation, I still just go, okay, when you wake up in the morning, before your mind gets busy, before you've launched into your day, ask yourself quietly, which one is it? And listen to the answer that comes up. And I honestly believe an answer will come up. I don't believe it will be, it's all three. And if it is all three, maybe you have to find a way to work with three. Because here's the thing, I do think that writing a screenplay, making a film, committing to any project like this is a matter of going into a relationship with it. At the beginning of any project like this, I feel like I'm entering a love affair. (laughs) And this love affair is going to result in a baby. This is a serious love affair. Now, if you've ever had a serious love affair, you'll know it's all consuming. There's just a period in which you're just like, oh, you would do anything for this other person. You're addicted to them. You're obsessed with them. You cannot think about anything else. You try really hard, but you just can't. You would move mountains to spend an hour with them. And I feel like these these projects, these babies that we will create, but it starts with the love affair, they start like that. It's got to be that level of passion. And part of it is you think that that film project is the one. When I start any script, I always have the sense, this is the one. This is the one that's going to win me all the awards, the acclaim, the validation. This is the one that's going to sell for a million dollars. This is the one that's going to, you can fill it in from here, right? So it's always, this is the one at the beginning. And in order for it to really become the one, you have to treat it like that. You have to give this relationship the time and energy and commitment it deserves to become that. Because if you are half-baked about it, if you're like, this could be the one, but I'm kind of dating this person over here too, and I don't want to say no to them, so I'm going to date them as well. And actually, I'm dating 10 people at the same time. It's very unlikely that you're going to have the one out of that situation. Now, you might be able to do that at the very beginning. Like, obviously, you might be dating various people, and at a certain point, you decide this person, this one. But at a certain point, we do have to commit. We cannot continue for years dating 10 people and thinking that we're going to get really deep with any of them. At a certain point, we have to commit. I am going to give you a caveat in just a moment. (laughs) So some of you I know are listening to this and going, Diane, I am polyamorous. It's perfectly capable of having five love affairs and loving them all equally. We're going to talk about that in a second. But basically, the idea here is that your script, your film project, your creative work is like entering into a relationship. And for it to bear the fruit that you really desire, for it to go as deep as you desire, for you to get the results, the dream results that you desire with it, it's going to take you going deep with it. Now, what is beautiful about our scripts and our films and our creative projects is that 
we don't have to marry them for life. This is a wonderful thing. It's not like this is going to be it forever. Like it is like the one and now you don't ever get to date anybody else again in your life. You will get to date other people. You will get to date other projects, scripts, film ideas, but for a while, you're going to be focused on this one. So really what you are is a serial monogamist, in my opinion, as a script writer. Every script or every film project is the one for as long as you are working on it. And once it's made, I hate to say this, but there comes a certain point in any film where you're like, this is not the one. And <laughs> and you, you have to grieve over that and then get started again to make the one. <laughs> so, so you're a serial monogamist. You're not going to be with that one for the rest of your life, but you have to commit to it for a certain period of time to really let it bear the fruit that you desire. Now, I believe though that some people are genuinely polyamorous when it comes to developing scripts or creative projects. I am not. I'm going to be honest. When I'm writing a screenplay, I couldn't possibly juggle two or three at the same time. I can if they're at very different stages of development. So for instance, if I'm just breaking one story, just starting to give birth to it, I could work on that while I'm also editing something that maybe I'm on the the seventh draft or something. I could do that. But I couldn't give birth to two at the same time. It's one at a time for the different stages that I'm at with them. And in that sense, I really feel like I am a serial monogamist as a screenwriter with my screenplay projects. But I have encountered through teaching hundreds of students now, some screenwriters who are genuinely polyamorous. And what I mean by that is that they actually create their best work when they are working on more than one screenplay at a time, when they actually are going back and forth with three or four at the same time. So I am not here to tell you that you have to commit to one. I genuinely believe some people, their creative DNA is such that they are most alive creatively if they are in a variety of relationships at the same time. So that might be you. It might not be a matter of choosing. It might be a matter of committing to three and really seriously working with them at the same time. Now, what I want you to watch out for in this, though, is that you're not using the different relationships to avoid going deep with any of them. And only you can know if you're doing that. And this is that thing whereby you actually have a deep fear of commitment. You actually have a deep fear of finishing. And the reason that usually people have a deep fear of commitment and finishing is because They enjoy being in the process, the early process of creation, but they're absolutely terrified of getting to that point where they would finish the work and have to deliver the work and have the work be judged or put out into the world in some way. And so a lot of people that I see do often do this thing where they use the other projects to buffer them from actually finishing any of them. Please watch out for that tendency in yourself. Don't trick yourself in saying I'm polyamorous when really you're just avoiding commitment. If you are somebody who is doing this, recognize it and decide I'm committing, I'm going through and do the mindset work. I am safe. It is safe for me to finish my script. It is safe for me to share my script, get through that block. You'll never have success until you do. So the thing for all of us in this game of screenwriting, filmmaking, whatever it is that we're creating, uh, work, projects that we create, we all know where we want to go. If you're writing a screenplay, you know where it is you want to go. 
I hope you do. <laughs> and I call it the island of filmmaking success. In one way, shape, or form, what you desire is you desire to write a screenplay that gets made into a film, whether you make it or somebody else makes it, I don't know, but you desire to write a screenplay that gets made into a movie and has success, that is validated on some sort of level, that reaches audiences, that makes money, etc., whatever that means to you. Now, for each of us, the island of filmmaking success is slightly different. We all have our own idea of what that would be, of ultimate island of filmmaking success. Here's the thing. The script that you choose is like the boat that is going to carry you to that island. Okay. So there's all different kinds of boats, just as there are all different kinds of islands. Your island might be winning an Oscar. Your island might be getting a film at Sundance. Your island might be just finishing the movie. Your island might be getting to show it in your local cinema, whatever it is. But there's all different kinds of boats that could take you there. There's big cruise ship liners, there's little sailing yachts, there's rowboats, there's canoes for heaven's sakes. There's all kinds of boats that could take you to that island. Now, in order to get to the island, we have to choose a boat and we have to leave the harbor. We have to go out to sea and cross the sea to get to the island in a boat that we have chosen. We will not get there if we spend our lives in the harbor, deliberating over boats. <laughs> should I write the rom-com or should I do the horror? Hmm. Should I do the musical or should I do... You get the picture. And we're just there like looking over boats, kicking boats, deciding which boat will be the best boat. And we never leave the harbor. Now, some of us also have this thing that we get into a boat and we take it out to sea. And the minute we get out to sea, we're like, oh, this is not a good boat. I don't think this boat is going to get me to the island of filmmaking success. I am going back to the harbor to choose another boat. I thought that writing this horror was a great idea, but it just feels very cliched, very dull, very boring. And I'm going to go back to the harbor and choose a new boat. I think I might, after all, do the rom-com boat. <laughs> so we go back. And that's okay. We can do that if we desire. But what we don't want to do is get in this habit that every single boat we take out to the sea, we go into a panic about it being seaworthy and we go back to get a new boat. Does this ring any bells? I'm sure for some of you, you're like, oh gosh, you're talking to me right now. <laughs> How did you know that I have started seven screenplays and never finished any of them? Trust me, I know. So what we have to do at a certain point is choose a boat take it out of the harbor, take it to the sea and stick with it. And what that means is stick with it when it's hard, stick with it when it seems like we're sinking, stick with it when there's a storm, stick with it when the kraken awakes and tries to eat us, stick with it when there's no wind and we are just adrift at sea, lost, stick with it through it all. That is the way that ultimately we will get to the island of filmmaking success. If we keep abandoning boats when the going gets tough and choosing new boats, we never get there. We're always just leaving the harbor and hitting a little trouble and swimming back to shore and starting again. At some point, you have to stay in the boat and keep going. Now, what this looks like with script writing is we write a draft that is crappy, that is cliched, that every scene is pretty rubbish. But instead of going, well, that's it. This is not working. This is a terrible boat. I'm going back to the harbor and get me a new boat. We say, you know what? 
I am going to fix this boat because I think this boat still has potential. And I think if I see it through, we could get to that island, but it's never going to get to the island if I abandon it here. And this is so important, the skill of learning that the island is there. The island is waiting for you. The island requires that you get on a boat and stay on it. Most boats are not easy sailing. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not like we get on the boat to go to the island of screenwriting success and we are literally just sitting there drinking a cocktail and the waves are perfect and there's somebody there to massage your feet and you're just working on your tan and it's like, ta-da, we're here, la-la-la, get off the boat. This is not how it goes. Ask any sailor. There's always unexpected adventures on the way to this island. So trust your instincts. Choose a boat that lights you up, that excites you, that you're like, I don't want to take this boat to that island. Like this boat feels so good to me. It feels so exciting to me. And I know that when I take this boat out to sea, when we leave the harbor, it's going to get tough because it will. It always does. There's not a script in the world that just pops out easy. Or maybe there is, but it's not the norm. It's not the norm. There are going to be struggles. But don't in those struggles immediately assume that it's, prob- it's because this boat, the boat that you have is not good enough. Like it's, it's absolutely impossible to get to the island in this boat. Do not immediately assume that. Do not be tempted by this idea that somehow it's just a matter of picking the right boat. All the boats can take you there. All of them. You got to trust that. You got to stay with the boat. You got to stick with the program. And if you do, you will get there. And this is that point of commitment, committing to your boat. You chose that boat for a reason. You chose it because intuitively, you know, this is the boat that is going to take you there. Don't be afraid of the hard work. Don't be afraid of the storms. Don't be afraid of the sea monsters or the pirates. You've got this. This boat is good enough. It's very rare that the boat is really in itself structurally incapable of getting you there. It's much more likely that you give up on the boat. So you've got to decide to commit. You've got to decide to commit to your journey, commit to this idea of where you are going, what that success is that you are seeking, and then commit to the vessel that you have chosen to take you there. Now, if you are one of these people that we mentioned before, polyamorous, it is possible that you're like jumping between boats, (laughs) sailing to different islands where you jump between boats, and that's totally fine. I personally couldn't do that, but I, I appreciate that we are not all the same. But be clear even in that, that you're not abandoning those boats and that you are moving forward with those boats, that you're moving forward every day towards the island of filmmaking success. All right, my beauties, thank you so much for listening today. Before I wrap up, I just want to make sure you know that on Friday, September 16th, I am sharing a free live masterclass. And if you don't catch it live, the replay is going to be available for a week or so. So sign up anyway. I'm going to put the link into the notes for the show. Otherwise, you can send me a DM, support at dianebell.com, and we will send you the link so that you can join me this 
masterclass is going to be the four keys to screenwriting success. It's going to be so much fun. If you've been to one of my free masterclasses before, you know what to expect. A ton of value, a big dose of inspiration. You will feel energized, excited, empowered with new tools, new techniques, new tips to just get you going to that island of filmmaking success. So join me if you can. And if not, hopefully I will see you next week right here for the podcast. Love you so much. Take care. I'll see you Thank soon. you so much for listening to the podcast today. I know you can listen to so many different podcasts, so it really means the world to me that you chose to listen to this. If you've enjoyed this and you've had any value out of this podcast at all, can I ask a little favor? Could you please share it on social media or go to wherever you're listening to it and leave a review so that other people can find it? I really, really appreciate it so much. I love you so much. And I can't wait to see you the next one. If you want to get in touch at any point, send me a message, support at dianebell.com. And also check out my website, dianebell.com, and see what I'm up to. Hopefully I'll see you in the social medias. Take care, and I'll see you next time.